0: You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher discuss what it means to believe we are worthy of love coming from a history of complex childhood trauma. Though it can be extremely hard to see what we needed as a child, but did not receive, it's worth doing the work of healing so that we can believe we are loved today. Listen in as Candace and Cher open up a conversation on things that are hard about the healing journey, but worth doing the work anyway.
1: Hi, Cher. Hey, Candice. Good to be with you this morning. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Happy (laughs) Tuesday to you. We just started over because I popped on and said, happy Saturday. I thought it was Saturday because my husband's home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're working on a holiday because we love what we do. And we had time available. And so here we are. It's the 4th of July, but we are here talking about some really important things. You shared a solo
2: episode last week on the unspeakable things. We've been discussing things that are hard to do, but worth it. And when I listened to the replay of your solo episode, I just, I cried. One, I was so proud of you for speaking the unspeakable things. And I resonated. These are hard things that we're doing and others are doing but we know deep down in our souls now
1: it's worth it initially we didn't we thought we could die (laughs) it's the truth it's like these are things that feel like agony to our soul when we're going through them right i have some things I'm, i'm meeting with my coach tomorrow i have some that I want to talk about that I have not talked about yet. And it feels hard. There's some agony there. I've been really contemplating, do I want to talk about this or not? Do I want to talk about this or not? And I feel like it's time to go there and to talk about something else, something more that is important in my healing journey that I have been really pushing down and pushing away and not wanting to face and deal with. And yet I'm feeling like, okay, this is hard, but worth it. This topic we've been on is kind of prompting me. There are so many things that are hard in the healing journey, and we can avoid them. And we will at times we will avoid them because we're just not ready yet. But then you get to that point where it's like, okay, I want to get past this thing that continues to pop up in my real life and be an issue, but has a lot of shame wrapped around it so i've kept it hidden and pushed down and i guess now that i'm 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 speaking it on this podcast i'm going to have to go there for sure now but planning to do something hard but worth it tomorrow
2: i know someone that just had surgery and the analogy would be if you've had some kind of a surgery there can be a lot of physical pain. There's a hardness to it, but they're doing it so it can eventually be better. We want to say that healing from childhood trauma, complex childhood trauma, there is a lot of emotional pain in the healing, and we, we believe it's worth it. I just started reading a book, and I had listened to a podcast about a lady who is, she wrote a memoir. And she had made this statement you and I talked about it briefly, but it was that she is now writing out of her scars, not her wound. What she's saying there is that her healing journey took a lot of time, a lot of intention, a lot of focus to get to the point where she's now saying this was worth it. And I noticed one of the things that she said, it was not only worth it for her to go through all the things that she needed to heal, but now it's also helping other people. And I just love that, that as we heal and as our own wounds have formed scars and forming scars, so we want to give other people hope as well.
1: And not just hope, but avenues and encouragement, and to bring a voice that may not be always the status quo, because sometimes the status quo is just go out there and do the right thing. I think we're very aware that sometimes just doing the right thing is is not even possible, because we have wounds that haven't been healed yet. And there's no
2: shame in that.
1: But as we
2: awaken to that reality, and, and for me, it was in the form of bumping into familiar patterns, thinking that I was even healed in the past, but I was really just kind of powering up and trying to do the right thing. And now sitting with our own clients that feel, why do I keep acting this way or doing this thing or clinging on to someone for dear life or shutting everybody out? And I just decide that I hate all people. There's pain in that. And we're saying there's also a way to begin to slow down and be kind and curious and heal. So today we are, we're just going to briefly talk about something that has been hard but worth it. And it is this idea. It is first our parents' responsibility or our caregiver to demonstrate to a child that they are worthy and that they are unconditionally loved. It is the parent's responsibility. I feel like we do need to mention this every time in case people have not listened to previous episodes. That is not about being a perfect parent at all. But there are certain elements to that that form a baby, a child, toddler, preteen, teen, form them that either is going to help them rest in that believe that have the perception of that and then there are things that do the opposite i hear that you say you love me but it is not being demonstrated can you share a little bit about
1: what what your thoughts are on that the gap between what someone says and what i perceive in that moment sometimes is a Is a very huge gap. We need to get that message when we're very, very young. I read read yesterday in a book something about you may have developed your avoidant attachment style in your fourth month of life. Mm -hmm. And I just it just took my breath away. It's like the responsibility on parents is huge. That from the very beginning of life. It is the parent's responsibility to convince us, to persuade us, to demonstrate to us that we are worthy and that we are loved. And yes, not perfectly, because nobody does it perfectly, for sure. When there's rupture, it's the parent who can move toward repair. When there is pain, it's the parent who can move towards soothing and bringing that infant or child back into a place where they feel seen, soothed, safe and secure. When that doesn't happen, we do establish the deep belief in our soul, in our body, in our spirit that we are not worthy. Mm -hmm. And we spend our lives trying to find someone who will love us enough so that we can believe that we are worthy or worthy to be loved. And yet, the truth is nobody can really bring enough to feel that gap that we feel or to overcome that belief that is bedrock in our soul. And so this is a big task on the healing journey is this whole is is facing what is it that I really believe deep in my soul, deep in my body, deep in my mind, what do I really believe? And I, and I had to come to the place where I could say the truth is, I believe that I am not worthy of love. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. life, My experiences that I grew up with and that I dealt with as a child convinced me that I was bad, that there was something very wrong with me, that I was not worthy. I spent my life striving and working very hard to try to prove to others but but really even to myself and it was never enough. This is so important. This is a really hard part of our healing journey. Really hard and so worth it.
2: Yeah, so worth it and I'm so thankful I'm just listening to you because I know your stories and you are a testament that you you can have very profound complex childhood trauma and still heal. Yeah. And still be on the healing journey, and I'm just so I'm just so proud of you for showing up and having the courage to let your voice be heard about this today. You you mentioned attachment for a young child, and you know four month old. What we know now, because of the research and with the brain and the body connection, and is that there are times that a, a a baby is separated from a parent at birth, whether that's through adoption or an injury or surgery, and what we can do about that now is to know that it's still true that that baby could experience distress but we can also begin to bring repair at an earlier age yeah so even though that baby maybe was separated for four months not because it was the parents choice per se if we educate ourselves and we understand this there's ways that that even that baby can
1: begin to heal and develop a secure attachment again yeah and intentional right i have a very dear friend whose baby was born about 3 months ago and there were some complications right away not not complications but you know labs showed that everything wasn't quite right and so there were lots of blood draws and this baby was just traumatized from how many times he had blood drawn. And in the mom, we talked together about this quite a while. And the mom, just her heart is just broken. And still, you know, there are times when she sees that trauma response. And we've just talked about the the beautiful intentionality of bringing healing, of bringing soothing, of helping that child know You are safe. You are loved. You are held. You are cared for. And this is a child who, in the very first hours and days of life, did experience trauma. And this is a parent, family, even young siblings who are just lavishing this little infant with love and care and tenderness in moments of distress. And it is beautiful. Yeah, that's
2: exactly, that's a good story of what I'm talking about,
1: because
2: there are just times that, that we have things happen that are outside of our control. I'm going to share a quick story about something that I experienced as an 11 year old and just really to kind of build a foundation on where we're going to be going probably in the next few episodes with, with understanding this idea of this is hard, but worth it. To transition from not feeling worthy to be loved, to feeling very worthy to be loved, and to feel grateful that we can experience that authentically. When I was about eleven years old, my parents had already divorced. My mom had remarried, and th- there was something going on between them. But my stepdad had a lot of anger. I'm pretty sure he was an alcoholic, and his his face had rage. But I was laying on the couch with my mom. And I'm crying and he he walks over to the couch and he points his finger at me in my face. And I, I remember this man's face. I can actually kind of feel it in my body right now. And he said, this is all your fucking fault. I'm 11. And so he walks out and I get off the couch and I looked at my mom and I said, mom, please get our family help. And her response was, Candace, we can't afford to get help. And I walked away from that kind of feeling confused, but I had a spiritual experience in that moment. I had this experience where all of a sudden, whoever God was, like came to me. I, I felt it from my head to my toes almost like he was holding my hand, telling me that I was going to be okay. And I just remember telling him when I grow up, I will help people.
1: Mm.
2: Didn't feel like this. I don't know. It felt so sweet and tender to me. I've had a few, I had a few of those things happen in childhood. So my struggle in my journey hasn't been so much that I have struggled to believe that God loves me it hasn't translated in a lot of my human relationships yeah i i would love to hear your thoughts on
1: that story yeah well i mean i to me it feels and i'm i'm glad for the way god met you there i mean that's profound that's powerful and impacting and you remember that but i i think it's glaring to me that in that moment your mom did not literally take your face in her hands and say baby girl What is going on right here is not your fault in any way, shape, or form. She knew that it was something between the adults in the room. That is what was going on. And he targeted you. And you needed the voice of love. And you needed the voice of a parent to say, You are loved. You are worthy. This is not your fault. And you did not get that in that moment. I'm really feeling that because you were, you were facing rage. You were facing, you were lying down. And so I'm imagining this very large man towering over in rage, pointing his finger at you. And that was that was a moment of trauma.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. Your words as what I know I needed. I feel like my whole body is just soaking those words in. I've already had healing around this story, but just hearing those words again, that is
1: so much what that 11-year-old girl needed. I will say, Candace, what you as that 11-year-old girl What you desperately needed. And we know, but your mom wasn't able. So this is not us blaming your mom. This is us still being able to say, in that moment, you were in desperate need of your mom to have been the adult in the room. Instead, you got up and you said, get us help. You took the role of the adult when you, what you really needed was just. To be soothed, to be seen, to be assured that you were safe and that she was going to take care of you no matter what it took. Cher, you and I
2: started processing trauma out loud with a heart to bring awareness through discussing out loud the effects of complex childhood trauma, not just one incident, but trauma that. That affected our development and our ability to believe that we were worthy of love and care and kindness and goodness, and to give our listeners hope that it's not too late. But one thing that makes this so hard is not only our internal belief systems that we have to challenge, but Belief systems outside of us that don't understand that there has to be a transition period for those beliefs and perceptions and feelings and sensations to change. How we treat people in that, Mm -hmm. just pull up your bootstraps and believe. I mean, it says it right there you are loved. We wanted to offer a space that we say, you know what, it's okay that this is taking a while
1: yeah and i will say as i as i see you wiping your tears as you're speaking those words but i i do want to just say to that young girl part of you i want to say you are worthy you are loved and i know candace that you know this and that your little girl part has received so much care but i do want to just say in the context of you telling this story i want to say you are so worthy to be loved and to and to know your innate glorious value as a as a as a girl, as a child, as a woman. And that place where there is pain, there is still some pain. And I know you've had a lot of healing, but there's still pain there and I just want to say I see you and you. I care and you are worthy. Thank you. There is still some
2: pain. There's a sting there, but I also want to say there's also joy there. Yeah. The more she's believing and receiving, the more she's getting freed up to return to that childlike desire and wonder and heart and so it's so good to be able to know that we can hold the tension when we're healing
1: yeah
2: right that there there is pain and as that pain is healed we do allow more love and goodness and light and healing to come
1: in and it's joyful to be able to do that yeah And to be able to dip our our toes, as it were, into these stories again and to remember the pain and to know we're not in the same place that we were two years ago or three years ago or, or a year ago. We are continuing to bring healing and tenderness and care to these young places and allowing our brain to change its perceptions and its beliefs. And that's what you are doing. That is what you have done in that, you know, now you really have the belief that you are lovable and that you are worthy. When you go into this story, there's pain there. And, you know, yeah, I am worthy. And I love that. We're going to stay
2: on this theme. I don't know for how long, but. We want to name some things in the weeks ahead of things that are so hard, but worth it. And I want to say it's not that it's worth it, but you're worth it. You're worth learning how to receive love and give love because that's what we were created for. That's where we're going to have our highest sense of connectedness and joy is when we are in that place of being able to believe we're loved, and therefore be able to authentically love others. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cher, for the the care that you offered me today. We we don't we don't plan these things; they they can just still happen as we're as we're podcasting, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're processing out loud too. <laughs> Your care is like so exquisite you have been one of a few people that has demonstrated to me that i am so worthy to be loved thank you
1: mm, my joy candace and mm. i've experienced that from you too so thank you so good to be with you today i love you so very much good to be with you today too, share love you too
0: Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, Please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K A N D A C E S H E R at gmail.com. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Pilot Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.